Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They call me a Keebler elf because I want to go to fudge college, honestly. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going to go. <laughs> at dinner, I always order my favorite meal. Glamour with a side of delusion. <laughs> I'm Tyler. Um, uh, I'm Stacy. <laughs> I'm Travis. And this is Privileged Twinks. Mm-hmm. It's a podcast. Where we talk about... The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Season 3. Episode... Meow, meow, meow. Two. Two. <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> no, I just wanted to do the sound effect. Um, we did get their... Um, in taglines for the season. Do you want to go over those real quick? Absolutely. Okay, first was Jen, and she said, I'm fighting for my life, not your approval. And then Appropriate. They, yeah, but the the did you notice the clip they chose for when she's saying this? No. It's like her with a giant bottle of champagne, like going like, Wah! It just seems weird that they chose that one. <sighs> yeah. Or purposeful. Maybe, like, like Because it turns dig. out she wasn't innocent the whole time. Yeah. I don't blame her for being so serious about it because it is a long time. Even if she's not dying, like, it, just as an aside, too, not that I definitely think people should be punished for breaking the law and crime and all that stuff. But if you think about it, I, sometimes I'm like, sentencing in America is kind of wild. Like, the amount of years people get for things, you know, I would feel like something on your permanent record and just being locked up for six months is like that would be a long time and paying it back right six months of not being able to work you lose your job you lose all that income you have a mark on your record and you've been stuck someplace you didn't want to for like half a year like that seems like a lot yeah and some people get put away for like seemingly small things for like decades it's wild oh um biden did pardon every uh post like retro- retroactively, he actually did it. The yeah, he did. A, he put out a pardon today wow. for anybody who was federally charged for marijuana charges. Oh, yeah. fascinating! I know, but I don't really understand. How do you get federally charged and not state charged? <laughs> <laughs> that seems pretty obvious. I mean, like, what's the difference? What makes if it it's go intra- federal? If it's interstate. If it's interesting, uh, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Only interesting cases are prosecuted by the federal government. Um, anything that I think... I mean, I don't know all the rules. I think they have jurisdiction if it's involving uh, federal land, like state parks. Um, if it's interstate. Uh, if it's maybe something involving over the border. I don't know if that how that works. Yeah. Well, but if the crime, if the charges were filed by the federal government, then it's a federal charge. I mean, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean that's a pretty big win, though. I feel like a good, a, a, a good shed of 
glimmer of light in this dark news cycle that we're in right now. Right. Not everybody may be familiar, but, um, you know, the war on drugs has caused a lot more harm than good. And a lot of people have been sentenced to long things for inconsequential, in our opinion, charges. Yeah. You know, you may not agree. And this is not a political podcast, but. <laughs> Apparently it is. <laughs> we have 25% of the world's um, prison population, even though. We're in only, the U.S.? Yeah, even though we're like... I mean, I don't know the accuracy of that statistic, but I think that's true. It is this terrifying thing of, like, thinking about going to jail. Like, obviously Jen kind of knows she is in these points. Well, maybe doesn't know, but, like, there's a good possibility that she is when this is being filmed. But it's just, like, this weird looming thought of, like, if I do something wrong, I could go to jail forever. Like, that's just, like, such a crazy thought of, like, at any day... <laughs> Right. I mean, I guess you have to break the law, but still. Right. No, it's... Yeah. All right. Whitney's is, I am more of a free spirit without the Holy Spirit. Like? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Also, they show her being, like, really kooky. Kooky <laughs> dooky. <laughs> Lisa's is, I'll always have your back if you stop stabbing me in mine. That's the best <laughs> one, I think. I wonder if something... Oh, I guess the allegations of her affair is the stab in the back. I was like, for the start of the season, it's like, you were the backstabber, kind of. <laughs> but, yeah. It seems, yeah. Also, I feel like she's doing the same thing as she did last year, which is winning the season. <laughs> you think Lisa's already winning the season? Yeah, I already like her much better. Yeah, she's she is coming out. The Whitney-Lisa duo that we got a glimmer of this episode, I feel like I'm going to really like that. But even on her own, I mean, I don't want to get into it because I think we'll probably come across the points, but she already feels much more genuine. Like she did last season. She just tried to do damage control, which didn't work. And she shouldn't have. Yeah. It fully. But anyways, we'll move on. Um, And then Meredith says, when I take a shot, I always hit my mark. I wish she said, when I take a shot, I always hit my marks. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds self-inflicted, though. I guess. But, but don't you think they're putting Mark in there because it's their last name? Or no? I didn't think about it that way. But I... Some of them... Do you ever do that with people? Like, you always think of them, like, their first and last name. But, like, Meredith is a person I just called Meredith in my brain. I don't ever say Meredith Marks. Oh. I feel like... In my brain. I even when like I think about it. celebrities... Like, when I think of them, I think of their first and last name. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's not everybody for me. Like, Angelina Jolie. I think Angelina Jolie. Every time I think of her... Yeah. Which is not that often, but <laughs> just as an example. I think because we talk about them so much, I think about them in their first names, but like... But Heather, I think I think Heather Gay. No, I think, I think Heather. Shaw. Right. I think it's because maybe there's like a shorter, <laughs> nice flow, whereas Meredith, Meredith Marks, it's a lot of... <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know, I just call her Meredith I in my brain. I love a plural name. <laughs> maybe that's it. And Brooks has two. <laughs> Brooks... <laughs> Brooks's Moxes's. <laughs> Brooks's Moxes's. <laughs> um, and then Heather's is, I may be a bad Mormon, but I'll always be a good time. I don't love that one. No, it is kind of boring. And she also said it, it sounds like they edited it weird, so it doesn't, If it was like, what? At I the... think some people are bad at like reading things and like saying them. Yeah. Like Erica's, Erica Jane's are always really, really sound bad to me. Like, the way that she... The cadence of it and everything. Yeah. I think some people just, like, can't get it. Yeah. 
I feel like somebody said it on, um, somebody had commented on Twitter randomly that they, they were like another Mormon tagline. Yeah. But it's because Bad Mormon's in her book. Right. No, I get it. It makes sense. But I also, I was like, yeah, I mean, her storyline continues, I guess, in that respect. Who was it that was talking to us? Or maybe I saw it on Twitter about like, oh no, it was on Los Culturistas. They were talking about how in right away, Whitney is like kind of stealing the um, Bad Mormon storyline and like taking it one step further. And they were saying like, maybe Heather is kind of like either jealous of, like maybe jealous of the fact that she is yeah, but she wouldn't. Going one step further than she could ever go. Oh. I was going to say she couldn't know that while filming the season. But they did do the ledger thing. Exactly. You don't think so? But I, no. I don't think that. I didn't I didn't think that either. I was just... I mean, she did write said. a book about it. But Heather's experience is her experience regardless of what Whitney does or not. Right. And her book is still... It doesn't make Heather's book less relevant. And wasn't... Didn't it doesn't make say, her own experience less relevant. It's just different. Wasn't something about Whitney's marriage or something that the church, like, already kind of kicked her out a long time ago? Yeah. So. Excommunicated. Excommunicated. Because of her... Uh, the way her and her husband... They were right. both married when they started. They had an affair and then they got That's married. what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you want to go ahead and get into the episode? What was your thoughts overall? It very heavy. Very, very heavy. heavy. I mean, we should say, I guess, a trigger warning that this episode is going to talk about abuse, um, just by the nature of what the episode was about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I actually really liked the episode, though. I feel like it all... I like having five. I like having like a core group of five that you know everything about. I see that. However, I think it works because everybody is genuine to some degree or interesting. There are other times there's been small cast members and just not enough is happening. But I like this cast of five. So, yeah, so. I was going to say, I think it's specific. Salt Lake is delivering. Yeah. And has been. I And it's so much better. I think it's because they just talk about real things. Yeah. It's like, it's very real all the time. I was going to say the shaman thing, like seeing all five of them go, I mean, yes, Meredith came late, but like all five of them go full on into like meaning exactly what they're saying, like actually mm-hmm. participating, actually having an emotional response, like all of them. Yeah. That, I feel like you don't really see that a lot on TV with reality TV. Right. It's like, oh, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. They don't actually, like, actually try. Yeah. I mean, we we were just watching, um, for those who watch multiple franchises, the Beverly Hills season is going. And it's like the biggest drama is who leaked the story. Even though, and then, you know, a little bit of family tension, which they're trying to avoid for obvious reasons. But, like, they're not really talking about feelings. They're just, like, a bunch of finger pointing and true. look at my expensive things which is entertaining in its own way but i think salt lake to me is so much better because it feels like they're all very real and and willing to talk about it to some extent some more than others you know but it's also it's interesting that like i mean i might be jumping the gun here but when meredith later on says like well it's bringing up a lot of hard feelings because last time i was with all these girls on a trip they weaponized my father or my father's death against me all this stuff and it's like they def 
it's interesting because they definitely have this like bond obviously from the show and everything and you can tell they actually hang out a lot outside of the show yeah but also it's interesting that like they kind of also all have little hatred of each other (laughs) i yeah anyway i liked the dynamic a lot um of this episode and i like their vulnerability that they all don't have a problem with showing each other which i think is maybe a issue that's on the other ones like a lot of times when they do something like a sound bath or a psychic or something it's like one or two of them might be really into it and the other ones are kind of making a joke about it or not really paying attention this seems like they actually all feel comfortable enough with each other to do these kinds of things and actually go all the way yeah whereas i don't think a lot of other ones do that right even meredith who said she wasn't really feeling like being vulnerable was willing to say yeah and say things you know and she even expressed she said i was anxious about doing this because i didn't want to be vulnerable i mean even that is and and maybe they're not like 100 percent real with each other all the time but they talk about real things yeah things that like everybody relatable real things yeah like flying american (laughs) (laughs) stupid (laughs) okay um Anyway, all that being said, obviously, we're going to try to talk about um, a lot of these topics from a point of personal relationships with it and not try to, like... I, I just want to say, like, when we get to these parts, I don't want to... I know this is a light podcast, but it might get a little bit heavier because this episode was, is heavier. Yeah. Um, and we're going to try to do the best to talk about these subjects in, like, a manner that's not just joking. Um, but let's go ahead and start recapping it. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So we open with Meredith and Seth playing tennis, um, asking if they'll give him a, her a three-hour massage if she wins. Um, we have Heather talking to Ashley on the phone. She's going to like fraternity parties and stuff, which she says Thursdays weren't a big deal at BYU. <laughs> and then we have Lisa's kids talking a little bit about college. This isn't like the full-on part, um, but we do see Henry wearing a Gucci tracksuit, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which I love. Um, and then we get right into it with Jen talking with her mom. Yeah. Uh, which is also a heavy conversation. But mm. I do want to note, like, every time that they have a charcuterie board in this episode. <laughs> so many. And draw attention to it. I feel like even the cameramen were, like, zooming in on it. Because yeah. they knew it was mentioned so many times. Charcutes. Um, anyway, she says, like, ever since the legal situation, her mom's been there to lean on a lot. And, like... She does say again, the fact that she's been accused of all these things while being innocent is really hard. Uh, this isn't a confessional. And then to her mom, she says she had a mock trial and she only stormed out twice. Yeah. Um, which, obvi- part of me is almost like, was she actually like really terrified to also be in court? Yeah. Because that doesn't sound easy. I also wonder, I mean, this is a hard thing about like... When you get to listen to somebody tell their side of it. Because... And they could be lying. You never know. Uh, but... 
you know, listening to somebody, the way she even talks about it in the context of like what we already know at this point, you know, the thing we're keep saying like new things are coming out all the time. It's like, I wonder if this, at this point, if she thought she was saying it because she thought as of what was already out that she would be fine. And then later something comes out that she just can't like in discovery or filed or whatever she was talking about that. Like, you mean during this filming, she thinks she's still fine. Yeah, I wondered at this moment in time, oh. based off everything she knows about the trial, she thinks, I didn't do these things, and I'm gonna, it'll be fine. Part of me thinks at this point she's already kind of accepted it. You, okay. That she's gonna be charged. What makes you say that? Well, because a little bit later, her mom keeps saying, like, we just, we're gonna get through this. We just, no matter what, we have to, we have to get through this. Right. Which I feel like she would say, like, you're not going to go to jail. We're, like, at this point in, in this, like, where what from what Jen is projecting, I do agree with you. But from what the mom is putting out there, it kind of, to me, feels like, like... Yeah. And, like, the kid crying about it. Well, maybe the kid doesn't know as much mm-hmm. as the mom, but a lot... But people know people. Maybe they, like, sense something is wrong. Yeah. Well, and also Jen later saying that, like, she just got a call in the middle of the night that was, like, about them finding more evidence and stuff. It's like, I think little by little things are going to keep coming up that are like, she knows it's bad. And she, they might already be coming up to her lawyers and only she knows about them. Yeah. But part of me to at this part felt like she is saying that the only thing's keeping her here. I mean, this also a trigger warning. She's talking about like killing herself. Self-harm, yeah. Um, or her family. And to me, it almost feels like if she didn't think she was going, she would say, like, the only thing keeping me here is... Or she wouldn't even say that. Yeah, but, I mean, the I, the only side note to that, in my opinion, is that she's also expressing how it feels to deal with the online criticism when people really talk about her as if she's guilty already. That's true. And how, like, she's just bombarded with... The reality of her legal situation and how it affects her family. And then on top of that, she's just getting an onslaught of criticism online, which breaks down. You know, and as any, that's like a cultural thing that we're dealing with at this time. Because social media is not, in the grand scheme of things, that old. I mean, I don't even have that many followers and I get bombarded every day. if If I were to actually read the comments. Yeah. Which I try not to. But she definitely, I, I mean, I get all that, but... It's definitely, I think she also is one of those people that takes the comments too. She she, does. She reads too much into them. Like even when there weren't legal problems going on, like the whole responding to Brooks and, or like Uh about Brooks and stuff. Like, I don't think she, some people I just don't think were meant to have this many people commenting about them. And I feel like she's one of those people. Yeah. I will say. As we comment about her. I appreciate it. You know, I can't imagine I'm not a parent, so I don't know what it's like for to watch your child basically say that they're, you know, in a tough situation and they might harm themselves. Right. And I thought that her mom handled the situation very well. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. You know, like just saying, I want you here, you know, and hopefully that's enough. Because, like, you don't know what to, I mean, you don't know the answer to everything or, like, how to fix everything. It did. I mean, I know at the end of the day, she did do these things. Like, we know that for a fact now. But 
Or she did something. She did something. Maybe she didn't do all the things, but she did something. She did something that made her confess that she was guilty, too. Yeah. Um, but it's also, like, at the end of the day, it is a sad situation. Like, very sad for her family. And this part really made me feel, like, really bad for her kids. And Sharif, but... Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, that's... In every crime, there's people... Exactly. And they have families, and it's a lot to take on. I don't really personally want to work in the criminal justice system, because I think it's too heavy. Yeah. It is... It's crazy how... I don't know. Like, whenever there's someone guilty, there's, like, two families that are fucked, Yeah, basically. Well, and that's... Yeah. There's this really good podcast called Happy Face, if anyone's interested in true crime. Um, Her dad was a serial killer. And it's very... It's very heavy, but it's also very good. It, like, makes you... I don't know. She was, like, grappling with, like, am I a bad person because of these things that happened to other people that I didn't have any control over? Right. It's a good... It's a really good listen, if you haven't... If you're into true crime. Um, Okay, so then we're at Whitney's house. And I, I wrote that her... I don't know if any of these listeners have watched Studio McGee. Or what's oh, it yeah. called? A dream, dream makeover, dream home makeover, dream, on something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's in Salt Lake City, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Whitney's house looks like it's in the neighborhood that she lives in. Like yeah. they're all the houses, all the rich people houses look the same, and the neighborhoods look the same. Uh-huh. They're like very new kind of farmhouse with beautiful mountains all around it. Yeah, the inside though, do you think is very Studio McGee? The decoration, mm-hmm. the interior. No. You just mean the house itself. The outside. The interior kind of, though. Do you think it's richer looking or not? No, I didn't think about it. I actually... They don't show the inside too much, though, in this Mm. episode. So I'm not really, like... I'm not really gauging it on anything. But... So, uh, our second charcuterie of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Meredith Which, guys, if you don't know, charcuterie's out, butterboards are in. Butterboards? Get with the times. I saw a TikTok and it was like, butterboards are for skinny people. If I showed up to a party with a butterboard, they'd be like, what the fuck, you fat bitch? (laughs) Why'd you bring a plate of butter? (laughs) Oh my God. Um, So there's a cute moment where she's like talking to her son and she's like, you know, Meredith has a son named Brooks too. And he just like (laughs) does that little kid thing like with the hoodie and just runs away. Adult speaking, must leave. Cameras in my face. Yeah. Um, so this is when they kind of like start talking a little bit about the Lisa situation. Uh, Whitney asked if she had fun at the party and Meredith was like, it was really awkward. She calls, um, Lisa hypocritical. She's like, if you're always gonna, if she's always telling everyone about everybody else, um, that's hypocritical. And then they show this part where she's like bad mouthing everyone on the show. (laughs) Yeah. They show her. The editors are so on this show. They're, they're Chef's having, kiss. They're having they're like, so much fun with the garbage whore thing. They said, we do not need you to bring receipts to the <laughs> reunion. We will do it for you in episode two. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so it shows her talking trash about Whitney having a stripper pole. Um, they show her talking about Heather like flashing everybody in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they show her saying that Jen is sleeping with other people. Right. And then they show just the whole garbage trash or rant, <laughs> which is pretty funny. They didn't show the whole thing. Well, that, no, but you knew what it was. It's like these little tiny digs. And then it's like, she's a fucking trash or. <laughs> 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 
Um, oh so God. then Meredith and Whitney are like in these chairs outside with the charcuterie. He says it's interesting that Lisa is trying to like spread these rumors about her when there's all these rumors flying around about Lisa. And then Whitney's like, what have you heard? Spill the tea. And then she said that Jen had made reference to affairs. And Whitney said, what do you know? And then Meredith crunches so loudly on these crackers. They had to have done that afterward with like Foley. Don't you think? Because they always talk. They always show them talking while they're eating. So there's no way that the microphone picked up like, like, I don't think that that would happen. So I think they edited it in afterward sounds of someone crunching really loud on a cracker and then sounds of someone like gulping a drink. Oh, I didn't really notice it that the sound like that. You Well, maybe it's because I was I saw this clip on Twitter like two days ago before like a preview and I had my headphones in and it's like loud. Maybe it's only on Twitter. No, I mean, it was on the TV. It just you could hear it. The gold. Loud. Yeah. It was weird that she... Sh- it wasn't weird, but it was funny that she shoved it in her mouth to not answer the question. And I also like... question. <laughs> yeah. And then I also like that she doesn't want to talk about Lisa. She's not bothered with Lisa. She's one talking about But here we does. are. It's talking about Lisa. And also saying... I think they said it towards the end. It's like, I don't want to talk about behind her back, even though they've been talking about her for like the how long? Episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday. And last episode. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but basically what she says is she heard, this is a quote, I just heard she's been doing favors to get people to pick up Vita tequila. I, I, and then she said, I have no idea if it's true. It sounds absurd. And then Whitney said that she's heard the same thing. This is when there's a loud gulp. Mm-hmm. And then she said, I have a wealthy friend of Lisa and I's, and I heard that she slept with him to sway him to invest in her businesses. Yeah. And then... And then this is when Meredith says, I feel bad, bad talking. Or no, Whitney says, I feel bad, bad talking about her. I feel, I have strong opinions about this. So are you done recapping? Okay. I have strong opinions about this because I think that this is a mistake. I understand that they're, let me formulate my thoughts. Stop. <laughs> I feel like I understand that they're trying to to talk about things, rumors, and and that's normal for housewife stuff. Okay, what I think is a mistake about this, especially for these people, is that this is a very like common trope with women that True. the only reason that they're successful is because they slept their way to the top. Exactly. It's like ingrained a little bit in culture. It's in every anti-harassment um, course I've ever taken for work. You know, where they go over the things and that's something. It's the accusation that a woman's only good because she's used her body to get in front of the man. Yeah. That's the only reason you have a girl boss. Like, that's not, you know. But some people, that's just a bad uh, stereotype to buy into. And I think they shouldn't do it unless they had proof. Proof. Yeah. Because... It's all hearsay at this point. And if there's no proof, then it's like you're just furthering this conversation. And you're taking something that's like an easy thing to throw at somebody. And doing it. Yeah. Because there's no way. into the narrative. Yeah. And there's no way for her to, you know, she can deny it. 
but there's no proof of, if they don't have proof but she doesn't have proof that she didn't do it if she yeah. doesn't because you you know it's also I mean like for someone who's all about family it's like making these accusations could hurt a family <laughs> yeah does hurt the well family. and I get it for her it's retaliation in a way I mean Lisa she came also for you, you're coming for her you fucked half New York so yeah exactly and and that's a bad thing to do too but I personally just think. And maybe I'm speaking too strongly about it because, like I said, Lisa has done her fair share of spreading things. Um, But it's just kind of surprising because they're all... Meredith owns a business. Whitney owns a business. Heather owns a business. Jen owns a business. They're all businesswomen. Yeah. So, like, to accuse somebody of being successful because of their hooch, poonan... Vagine. Yeah. You also can't say it's successful or that she did these things and then also say she has an unsuccessful business. Well. I mean, I guess you can. <laughs> I guess they're saying it didn't work. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's just a, a weird, I say weird. It's a, I think, a problematic accusation. Yeah. Aside from normal things that they discuss. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so then Whitney is saying that, like, during a healing session, she had had all these feelings about Lisa being this big, ma- nasty person. And then in the most recent one, she saw her being, like, a scared little girl. And she's just basically saying, like, because these healing sessions, she's realizing, like, she needs to give Lisa a chance. And then, I guess, this does make itself into fruition later in the episode, it seems like. <laughs> This is um, a, a very visual instance of Whitney reading the room incorrectly <laughs> because that's not what Meredith said yeah. she wanted to do. And also you could tell on her face that she was she not was interested not yeah. in doing it. So. so then we go to Lisa and Jack playing basketball. They're talking about like his SATs and about him going to college and he says he'd probably end up richer than if i went to college he already or than if he went to college mm-hmm. he said he already owns his own company so like he can use that money to start other companies and all this stuff i did like that she was like well you know you wouldn't have that company if it wasn't for me and dad working yeah hard. i'm glad she addressed it because everybody was gonna be thinking it exactly yeah it's just exactly what i was thinking yeah um i mean we do know from that tiktok that he's rich but I kind of feel like she was talking about how he used to get all these straight A's and stuff. And it made me kind of feel like, okay, he has this company. He's rich for a kid, especially. I mean, that's rich anyway, but that's like really rich for a kid. And he's probably popular because he's on TV. Yeah. So I feel like there's kind of a lot of things that have happened to him in the last year that uh, affects his thinking about going to college. Yeah, I also think there's been a cultural shift in the narrative around college. Like I don't know talk, right? Which is which may not be as much of a concern for him specifically, but I think a lot of I think two decades ago, you know, they were really pushing everybody to be as educated as possible to go because that was the best path to a rewarding career, more money. Etc. And I, and you know, if you look at today's current problems, the you, there's lots of highly educated people that are making very little money. Yeah, struggling with debt. They can't buy a home. You know, so it's like this. The whole conversation about going to college was to not just education for academics' sake, but like to further your own success in a career. 
And that hasn't really happened for a lot of people, even though they put in the work. Yeah. So does he need to go to college? I, I mean, don't know. I'm kind of on his side a little bit, but on the, at the same time, he, I don't know. I, I worry with like kids of housewives, like it does feel like fame, but is it mm. enough fame to like get you through life? I don't think so. I don't either, but I, I think college is great for other things outside of career. Agree. I think it exposes you to a lot of, uh, different concepts that you when you grow up in a town you know unless you're in a family that moves quite often which most people don't um you're not exposed to a lot of different communities a lot of different ideas you don't see that people live differently yeah you know he's in his own he is likely i don't know them obviously he's likely in a bubble of sorts you know of what he's grown up in so rich white college is a way in a in a space where you don't have to support yourself fully as an adult yet, that you can meet new people, experience new ideas, figure yourself out a little bit, teaches you critical thinking skills, hopefully. Yeah. I definitely would not be the same person I am now if I didn't go to college. Right. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's still beneficial outside of, I think it's failed in the societal sense of like advancing people the way people thought about it. But I do think there's a lot of value to it still. Yeah. And that he should. And I like that she said, you know, if we weren't here to invest in your business. Yeah, (laughs) me too. Not just. But I do love. That you had the opportunity just because we could help you. But like, we're still helping you, girl. Get it. You know, you can't stand on your own two feet. You acting like you in some big britches. I, he was saying he was all ears, but I was like, mm, doesn't that like you're all ears? Yeah. But she also wasn't, he was just like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't like, let's keep this conversation going. He's like, I'm gone. Bye. <laughs> You've said things I don't agree with. I have to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we get to Whitney um, post this phone call. So she's saying that she got off the phone with her brother and that like she's needs to talk to Justin basically. Um, and she was saying that he had also been going through a lot of like healing work too. Um, and that memories were coming up for him in his childhood, um, about her being abused. Um, and like when they were kids and she's saying this, like through tears on the couch with Justin. Um, and then she starts saying that all the memories that she suppressed are now like flowing through her. And so it's, like, just this kind of, like, big gush of, like, pain mm-hmm. all from, like, memories flowing at once, it sounds like. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Something coming back to you? Uh, I mean, like, no, not like this. I, I would say in the sense of, like, I've some a memory that I haven't, like, thought about in a very long time. You know, not necessarily anything traumatic. Uh, I mean, I I'm, I'm not saying she it didn't happen to her. I was just asking if you ever had something like that happen. I yes, no, like no, in the sense of like I haven't blocked out, and to my knowledge, <laughs> large periods of time. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I sometimes think of things I haven't thought of. It's kind of shocking. It's like oh, I completely forgot about that, but gotcha. not in a I shoved this so deep, deep down. And yeah, right. I haven't either. I do have an irrational fear because my memory is not the greatest sometimes. Um, and I had depression as a child. So like 
depression affects your memory, supposedly. So I think some things are gone because I just didn't want to remember them. Gotcha. So, but I do have an irrational fear that like there's bad things that I don't remember. <laughs> but I think it's just <laughs> like depression. N- yeah, I think it's just me being like, what? I don't yeah. know. I I don't I haven't experienced that, but it it seems like a very overwhelming experience for her. Yeah. Um, she's like sharing other things. She doesn't go into a lot of detail, but like saying that there were demons in the bathroom is what her person was saying. And then that, that when her brother was talking about that, like he was talking about things happening in a bathroom. Um, and then it was really sad. She was like, mm-hmm. do you still love me to Justin? And he was like, of course. Yeah. That That's just like such a really seems irrational, but like, it's just like a sad thing of like, I just told you all these things. Do you still love me? And it's like, it wasn't her fault. Right. Like I think this is a... to her. Yeah. But it's that's a common... Uh, fear? Fear for people who've been sexually abused. Yeah. Like rape victims. Just... Well, and it's... This sounds like it was an a long, ongoing family abuse. Yeah. But even people who have, like, who was, like, one time... By well, a stranger I mean, or something, have that like they feel. They a lot of times they say they feel dirty. They feel like some, you know. I mean, and they've been haunted. Like people weren't gonna value them. Any something was taken from them, and therefore they're not as valuable to other to like a potential partner. And it's it is it's very sad because obviously that you didn't do anything wrong, but they still have those. Well, fears. I mean, it's kind of a rational fear in terms of like how society treats victims too, though. Right, exactly. So it's like uh-huh. it. It maybe someone wouldn't believe you because these things happen to you because a lot of times people aren't believed victims right, are believed mm-hmm. or they're treated like well why'd you wear those clothes or whatever and it's just a, a an example of how damaging sexual abuse is because like not only is somebody harmed physically like the act itself but then they have these like and the trauma that goes with it in whatever form it takes with that person just from the physical action yeah but now they have all this emotional baggage that goes with it that they have to deal with even though from the outside you feel like you should like you shouldn't feel that way they still do so i feel like justin also handled that the best he could too yeah like obviously he didn't go through this but he was there for her hugging her I don't know. I feel like he's a good partner in this. Right. Hopefully going forward for her to have. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about any of that? No, I, I mean, I hope that it doesn't turn into a accusation that it's not, that, that that's my fear that it's going to be, oh, she made it up. Oh, you didn't remember it. Right. Convenient. Although I don't think that's where it's going. But I, I hope just, not too. I, yeah. That's but that just, was my first thought is like, if you say you don't remember a lot of things, like people might immediately think you made it up. Right. I mean, I don't think that, but people on the cast could hold that over her. Yeah. If they decide to be a rude bitch. Yeah. And I hope, you know, and just from a, I, it's really sad that that happened to her. I think it's, I'm glad that she was willing to share it on tv yeah because i think 
a lot of people don't. I think it's more common than people think because people don't talk about it. And I think that it's good for people to understand the or to witness in a way the um, the effects it has on people because it is really damaging. Those things that happen are really bad. Yeah, <laughs> and the the fallout that they have uh, for just everybody around it is really hard. So. It was a heavy scene, but like I said, I'm glad she's willing in some way to share it so that yeah. people can learn. A lot. I mean, yeah, it is that thing of like, it's a family secret. We don't talk about it. She's talking about it on TV. Right. And like, even though she has, people know that even though she has the fear that like somehow she's somehow lesser wrong. because of it, mm-hmm. you know, so I do, I strongly applaud and I hope she, you know. It seems like she's also going to keep talking about it. Yeah. Like, how she's working through it on the season, too. Um, All right. Well, so then we get them all kind of, like, packing their luggage, um, about to go on this trip to Arizona. We (laughs) Jen says she wants to throw a garbage trash whore lingerie party. Which which is hilarious. That Sharif was appalled by. (laughs) Um, Also... They're all kind of like complaining about uh, the fact that they aren't going out of the country or like on like some big trip. And then Whitney was like, I don't think Jen can leave the country. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which is probably true. No, it definitely is true. (laughs) But that's like a weird thing. That was kind of like, oh, right. Like they're all having this going to go on this fun girl's trip. And it's like, oh, right. One of them might be or is. Yeah, you can't go to Bali and take Jen with you. Um, So Whitney and Lisa end up going a little bit early. Um, They show them with a ton of luggage. That sounds, that's was like giving me anxiety thinking about having that much luggage in the airport. (laughs) Like just having to deal with all that before you even get checked in. Right. Um, And so Heather's talking about how uh, Arizona is just... Utah, but with but hotter and with more white people. <laughs> if that's somehow possible, did you? I I haven't really been to Arizona enough. I think to. I didn't really gauge that. Yeah, I was gonna say I've I didn't never really been notice, to Utah, but we went to Arizona on the way when we were moving to California, and I mean, we really just saw our two friends, and then we went to a pizza restaurant, and then back to their apartment. So it's not like we saw the city. Yeah. Um, and also maybe like different parts are, I'm sure Phoenix is more diverse than other parts of Arizona too. If I had to guess. Yeah. Just cause it's a big city. Um, okay. So then Whitney's basically saying like, she doesn't know if she's going to talk to about these things to the women yet because it is a big, uh, piece of information. Like it's a big thing about her that she doesn't know she's just now dealing with and she doesn't know if she wants to like talk about it yet right. with the ladies. Right. Um, but the, I guess her brother lives there. One of her, a different brother lives there and she called him and was like, we can talk. So I'm guessing that's probably going to be a conversation that we see later on happen since they brought him up. Um, we see Lisa and Whitney have this like nice moment by the hot tub or in the hot tub. Whitney does the, um, classic, put the martini in your boobs (laughs) or I guess margarita. (laughs) It's nice to see them having fun together, though. Yeah. Like, actual fun together. 
Um, did you not think so? Yeah. And then Lisa's kind of talking about how, like, in her childhood, she had to raise her siblings. Um, and that when she tells people that she feels like they're a sister to her, that's a big deal. Yeah. And she doesn't always feel like people actually mean it back when they say things like that. Case in point, Meredith. Yeah. I think she was saying her, not her lived experience, is that yeah, she doesn't get that back. And then the other ladies show up, and Jen has like a chicken balloon. <laughs> I don't really know what was going on with the whole... They didn't get into it. They didn't it. go into that at all. Nope. Uh, but then, basically, they were just like, they all come, and the main point of this is that everyone, it seems like, is a little awkward with Lisa, but especially Meredith, like, doesn't even say hi. Yeah. That's bad, in my book. Not saying hi. That's, like, your one thing. You say that a lot, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're not acquaintances with some, or even if you're I just acquaintances. Know. Yeah. I don't know if it's personality or if it's nature or nurture, right? I don't know if it's because of where how I was raised or just the way that I am. But if I don't speak to you, it's because we got a problem. If I know you, if I've been introduced, you know what I mean? It's different if do you have don't. A problem. Huh? <laughs> but they do have a problem, though. I know, but it's like a big problem. Like, to me, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm like fully like done with you. Like, F you. Like, gotcha. Because it's just a cur- And not everybody feels the same, obviously, but I just feel like it's courtesy. It's like a, it's like a ICU thing. Like, I'm not. There's no question. I'm not, like, ignoring you. We might not be best friends. I might not enjoy somebody's company. But if I'm at a party, you know, and I come into contact with somebody, we say hello because, you know, like... Yeah. You know that person. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I just go... If I go to a party where, like, everybody I know, I'm not going to, like, walk around and say hello to everybody, you know, right away. Right. But it's just, like, in interacting with people, like, you're in close proximity, you should acknowledge them. Yeah. Acknowledge the existence. I was actually thinking about how in college, I like, it was such a small campus that like one way or another, I knew almost everybody and mm. how many times I was walking through campus and just like, like, hey, 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 <laughs> so many times. Do you know, like in small towns where my mom's from, the everybody waves at each other when they drive past. Yeah. And they do that mad, in my, in my they get, family. Like, people too. get mad if they, you did it. Yeah. I think it's more like the people on our road. Mm-hmm. When we pass them on our road, everybody waves in the cars, and then everybody, if you, if people are standing and on their porch or something, they always wave. Uh huh. <laughs> um, okay, so this part was pretty funny. They're all like drinking, like they all physically have already made drinks, and then Whitney says, "Like the shaman recommends not drinking," <laughs> <laughs> and then it like zooms in on Meredith's hand with the martini glass in it. Um, so then they assign all the rooms. The only thing I ma- mainly wanted to point at was this house is like really weird. It's like very dated, but yeah, also yeah. like I'm glad they she said has an it, indoor though. outdoor living area for her room. Yeah, like that's so weird. I don't think the indoor outdoor thing is weird. I just think it's weird, like how it's a rental that people seem to be using, but it they haven't updated, updated. It, it at all. No, I love the idea of like indoor outdoor bedroom but it doesn't feel like the type of house that would have that is what i meant as weird oh well what type of house modern oh <laughs> no you know i'm thinking of like the big square houses that you hate like a lot of those rooms seem to have like kind of like pocket doors that then lead to just big patio yeah no 
I think there's a lot of architectural history where there's a, like indoor outdoor blends. Ancient Greece. Um, okay, so then Heather and Whitney have like a powwow in the room. Mainly, they were just talking about how Heather also is kind of aware of some of the, or she's just making Heather aware of the cheating things that they were talking about. Yeah, that her and her and Meredith were talking about about Lisa. I had a, I was interested in this because she says she feels bad about it because she's connected with Lisa and obviously she was like repeating rumors with Meredith. So now she feels guilty about it. Yeah. But I'm like, how much time went past? Because it does not, it's the same episode that you were, you know what I mean? I think maybe Did she. Because she was with Lisa before, then she was with Meredith and talked about her and now they're on this trip. So it, like, when... I'm confused with the timeline. I think Whitney is basically, like... I think her whole kind of concept of the season is, like, she wants to get to know Lisa better and she wants to actually give her a chance because of the healing stuff that she's been doing. And I think... Yeah, but all that was true when she was talking to Meredith. I know, and I think maybe she was, like... I don't know. You know when you get just gossiping? You know, like, so someone just... says something and you're like, I've heard that, too. And then now she's like, fuck, I feel bad that I engaged with it. Okay. That's kind of how I got. Like, maybe it has been a couple of weeks, but I don't think it's been long enough that things have really changed with Lisa. I think she she realizes she's getting closer with her. They took this, like, basically solo trip together to get down there. I mean, that's a long time to get, like, all through security in the airport, on the plane, getting back to the house, being alone at the house. Like, that's a long time to be, like, one-on-one with somebody, even though they didn't really show it because they couldn't have cameras on a plane. Yeah. So I think she's, like, getting to know Lisa. She likes the time that she's having with her, and then she's like, I I feel bad that I did that. On camera. <laughs> On camera, yeah. I w- would you talk about, like, if you had two mutual friends and you heard one of them had done something like that, would you repeat it to them? To them or to someone else? You have two two friends, okay, that are that also know each other. Gotcha. And friend A, you heard friend A is has slept with somebody for work, and now you're talking to friend B. Would you repeat know it to friend B? If it was sleeping accusations, that I would. I think I probably, if it was cheating, I would go to them about it first and ask if it was true. I wouldn't spread it. You would just tell them that you heard it, that somebody was saying it. I would be like, I've heard this thing from multiple people that this has happened. I wouldn't spread it So do you think, it sounds like they've heard these things before. So do you think they're bad friends for not, like, if they had heard it, do we think they heard it before the fallout? I don't know. I think so. So do you, would you think. Well, Meredith was, but. That's what I'm saying. Do you think Meredith, if she knew before, should have told her that she heard these things? Or do you think she did? Maybe she did. Hmm. To me, the good friend thing to do is to go straight to them and ask them, like, people are spreading these rumors. Is it true? Do you want me to keep, like, do you want to know who it is? Yeah. I think when it comes to something as big as cheating, I'm not going to spread that about people I know. That's like a really big accusation with a lot of big mm-hmm. consequences, especially if you have a Family. husband and kids. Yeah. <clears throat> so I do think they're in the wrong, but at the same time, if someone else told me that, I don't think I would be like, you need to stop talking about that. I'd be like, ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say with this, 
it seems like obviously in the next time on Whitney and Heather are going to have a big blow up and maybe things are never the same. So, I mean, that's kind of how they've been talking on Watch What Happens Live now. Yeah. I just don't get it yet. I don't get it yet either, but I do. It makes me sad because they were they, like, they are such good friends. Like they're the ones that shut the door and kiki about people. Uh-huh. Like about what's going to happen on the trip. You know, no, none of the other ones do that. Yeah. And maybe we're never going to have that again. Oh, I know. <laughs> sad. Just remember, Travis, we don't know these people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then they're going to the ceremony. Um, they all sit down. Meredith is running late. And Whitney says, you know what they say, those who need the most healing, avoid healing. Drops my... I, I mean, it was kind of true in the sense that, I mean, which I, I like that they, Meredith, like said, was willing to say it. Yeah. That she was afraid to be vulnerable in front of them because a Lisa, Lisa or a Lisa and B the whole situation last year, which they were all part of. So, yeah, I mean, it was kind of true. So they all drink cacao, which I've had cacao in like smoothies, but I haven't had it alone. Like, do you think it's just blended up cacao with like milk? I couldn't tell you. It tastes, I mean, I've had it in smoothies and it was so little I couldn't taste it. But their faces were very... I think it's bitter. It's not sweet. Right. Yeah. But their faces were like, this is really bad. No comment. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it probably tastes, they said earthy. It's probably like dirt. So Like coffee tastes like dirt if you don't do anything to it. That's true. Don't like if you've never well. had coffee before and you just tasted a cup of it. Black. Yeah, especially a bad one. I mean, there are good ones. Don't get me wrong. If you make it right, they are very tasty, but like they are earthy and they don't taste earthy if you put sugar and milk in them, (laughs) you know? (laughs) True. So then the shaman is basically like saying to share things that they want to release and things they want to take in in its place. So Whitney says she wants to let go of past trauma and hurt and she's calling in oneness, Uh, which does that you think that means like making yourself like whole? That's what I got from it. Yeah. I don't know if she knew what she meant in the moment, but maybe she was referring to something higher. But I I took it as like she's trying to regain her past and deal with it. Yeah. Heather said she's releasing the shame of not making her family proud, wants to call in love and understanding. Jen is releasing the fear of trial and calling in her innocence and showing her family she loves them every second of every day. Yeah. Lisa said she's releasing hurt and sadness and calling in love and support and kindness. And she's already crying. Just saying these out loud. Yeah, I liked that she started off by saying she's not good at it. <laughs> because I I also relate to Lisa a little bit in that um, I, and I think this is a maybe a mix, but very nurture in that I wasn't really allowed to always express my emotions. Uh I think some of it's maybe his personality. So I find it, I, I've gotten better at it as an adult, but there was a long time where I couldn't really talk about my feelings with people mm-hmm. just because it was very like the actual act of speaking was difficult because like I would immediately like start shaking and yeah. like my voice was like wobbly. And you still kind of do that sometimes. Uh-huh. But it <laughs> was, uh, it used to be a lot harder and a lot worse. Gotcha. And it was like, it almost felt like I couldn't talk. Like I was trying to tell myself to speak and I couldn't. And maybe she has been... she's bad at expressing it out loud. 
Yeah, I it felt like, and obviously she didn't have an issue talking, but I'm just saying like I understand what it feels like to not really know how to like, yeah, get out what you really mean and how you're saying it because there's something inside of you that's like fighting against it, and I feel like she's got a little bit of that. I feel like immediately though she it made you kind of be on her side though, like not sides is the wrong word, but like. It was that thing of she's being very in the moment and vulnerable and it made you feel for her and be there with her in that moment. Right. I think. Um, so then Meredith shows up late. It's awkward. She has to sit by Lisa. <laughs> um, and then they start doing this kind of like heavy breathing exercise where they're all laid down under the blankets and they literally all start like crying. And the shaman is like kind of going back and forth between all of them. Um, and Jen is crying, talking about how she might miss like things for that her boys get to do. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know I was going to cry multiple times in an episode, but yeah. I feel like when Whitney was talking earlier and then this moment, it was just like very emotional. Yeah. Um, and then Lisa's crying and saying she feels she's like actually wants to release abandonment that she didn't realize that she had been grappling with from like her childhood. Yeah. Um, how many siblings did she say she had? She, she's one of five. One of five. But her fam- her parents are like... Oh, or six. She either has... I think she was saying there were a lot above her and then there were three below her. Hmm. Maybe it's six. I know it's five. I think it's five. Okay. But she was saying one time like her parents basically abandoned her on a playground because... I don't... Okay. I, I think maybe phrasing it that way... It, it, she didn't really specify whether it was purposeful. I think what was hurtful to her was the idea that they could have left without realizing she was there. Yeah. And that was the main thing. Whether they did it purposefully or not was, like, aside from the point. And I feel like she didn't say it, but she's also talking about, like, kind of feeling abandoned by Meredith, her only friend in the cast. Mm. Um, And then, so once they're done, she... Oh, Meredith is also crying, and she said it brought back memories of her dad dying and um, this thing she talked about with her nephew dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. Um, on the reunion last year. So, it, I mean, it def- she was saying, like, it's intense. And I don't know if I want to do it. And I didn't realize it was going to get that intense. Yeah. Like, just, I thought it was going to be, like, a sound bath. Yeah. Like, they always show on these <laughs> shows. <laughs> she said. Would you know. do something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should look into doing something like that, then. I feel like people, so there's two things from this that I liked. Or that I wanted to touch on one um i especially if you're not religious or spiritual we still have there's like our conscious mind and our subconscious mind and you know you can't really actually like you don't actually know what's going on in your subconscious Mm because like that's why it's subconscious it's under there and but it's where a lot of like of your thoughts actually occur and it's where a lot of things that uh, it's like your emotions and things you, your habits and things you do on a automated type of way that impact you on a daily basis. And part of the, how you like access that, how you can like work on that part of yourself is through symbolic, like ritual type things, which is why I think people like when you go to church, you have Mm -hmm. like these, or when people are all singing together, concerts can be very like powerful for people because there's like a 
energy, me. a performative. Right. For There's, me, weeping five times in a concert. Yeah. <laughs> the sounds, the emotion, the, you know, concerts have like a, songs have a, a performance to them. Those like all those things help you to like get into your subconscious, which uh-huh. you like is something that as humans and we're working on ourselves and being better is something that you need to do. So doing something, you know, even if you're not like, even if you're atheist and you don't, you still have a subconscious mind and like doing things like that can help you be your best self. Interesting. The second thing is that there are weird things about breathing <laughs> that I don't think most people know. And I didn't even know this. Uh, and I don't know much about it, but like there's like breath work, which they did in this thing is something that people like actually know a lot about and can like do weird things to you. And some people have, I, I can't remember. It's like hypertrophic heliotropic breathing or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. And where it makes you like feel like you're on drugs, drugs just from breathing a specific pattern, which I find very like what is happening. Didn't, didn't someone we know say they did that? Or they knew someone that did that? I don't know. And they said it like felt like they were actually on Oh, drugs. yes. 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 Oh. Anyways, that's something. Um, Google that because it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's strange. I didn't know it existed till like a few months ago. Or maybe it was last year or whatever. But there's a whole... It's just weird, the kooky things that are out there. I say kooky. <laughs> I mean, I think it's very scientific. I don't think it's kooky, but like... I also feel like... Who when knew? I was, I took this Buddhism class in college and I feel like there's something with like meditation and like getting in a certain breathing pattern too. Yeah. That puts you in like a different state of mind basically. Right. Sounds like this kind of what they were doing. Anyway, then they finish this and they're all kind of like talking about their experience. And this is when Meredith says that she felt like she's having a weird emotions brought up because it's the anniversary of her dad's death coming up. And last time she was with this group, they weaponized his death, which I don't know if that's okay. Factually. I don't know if that's accurate, but emotionally I could see, you know, I think it's true in the sense of like, it made her the top that it was connected to that topic made her feel bad. Yeah. But then Lisa was like, I want to apologize because I used to be that safe space for you. And then she was just like, you are not a safe space, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, she didn't, let, she didn't uh, release enough. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, that's not what she was. She was, uh, she was trying to yeah. lose that. So, uh, yeah, it just was, I think, I mean, it was well-intentioned. I don't think it was the right time. I, exactly. But I don't think it was well-graciously re- uh, received. I mean, she said it, and she was trying to, like, have that moment there while everyone was in this state, and it was just, like, not... Meredith wasn't having it in this moment. Right. Um, okay, so then she... Lisa kind of runs inside, and then Heather goes and checks on her, and then she was like, yeah, I'm fine, I just I just know in those kind of moments I need to, like, leave them. Um, and this is when the shaman is like, well, you guys are going to dinner, so maybe this is a good time to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Continu- continue those conversations. So awkward when, when Lisa said that, and then Meredith said that, they just, like, showed him a shot of the shaman, like, <laughs> Can you imagine, though, like, all these people who wind up, like, the therapists that are on the show, or, like, just these ancillary people who, like, provide right. services that they want to film, and they're like, oh, you know, this woman obviously does this either 
as a career or something she does part I don't know but just being approached to be like would you do this on camera for like a huge national tv show like but you know that all these people are like fuck yeah I would my business is gonna get out there I'm gonna everybody wants to be famous you know what I mean um, everybody wants their 15 I don't minutes. know if that's true okay a lot of people want their 15 minutes I could see how it'd be good for business but it's also like I mean there's been people who have done it and it was not good for their reputation um what was her name yes <laughs> the, the medium <laughs> yeah. I can't think of her name Allison Allison something what did she say anyway this is a Beverly Beverly Hills I, season one reference. she said <laughs> I know exactly how she'll die I know how her husband will die and I love that about me yeah I love that about <laughs> oh, me so bad but honestly iconic though she got her 15 minutes and we're still talking about her mm. 13 years later. Oh, yep. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then they come back out and they go to dinner. Jen is kind of like talking about the same kind of things that she's been talking about with her own family about like her fears about the trial. She said this thing that she got information at like 3 a.m., drove to her dad's grave site. Well, I think her dad, she's always talked about him like a leader in the family. And like when he passed, it like passed to her. So I think she wanted to be like some like he used to be the person she looked up to to like take care of things and lead the family gotcha and she doesn't have that anymore um and then this whole her talking about family makes whitney start crying um and lisa asks if she's okay and then she does share with everybody that she has blocked out she says nine to 17 mm-hmm. um memories from that time period in her life and that they're coming back up um, and then she says she was in a very abusive situation and it just like all been stuffed down really deep. Um, and then she's blocked all memory of it. And Heather said, you? And then Meredith said, you're brave, Whitney. And that was the end of the episode. Yeah. So, I mean, it feels like we're obviously going to have more of that conversation at the table next, next at week. start, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the thing about Salt Lake is even though there's these heavy and a lot of... They talk about a lot of things that I feel like a lot of shows don't talk about personally. Yeah. Um, and they share a lot more than a lot of shows do, especially these shows. Like everybody, it's, it's, it's kind of like hard watching Beverly Hills at the same time as this, because I just go back to how superficial all their shit is. And like, well, they had, I mean, the most real thing so far this season was like Dorit and her home invasion. That's true. But that, I mean, that storyline was like three episodes for maybe, and it wasn't even like, I don't know. And maybe it's also production because Lisa's mom died and they barely, like, that's a heavy thing to talk about. And they barely spent time with that. I, that's true. It's just hard watching it. Like, I don't know. This whole episode was about all of them yeah. and their fears and their trauma and their issues and their feelings. And it was like very good. It was still really good, like, TV. Like, I, I didn't yeah, want to stop I, watching it. I know. I kind of want to rewatch it. So, I mean, it's like, it's crazy. I mean, we just go back to it. They have a great cast. They have great people. They have great people that are willing to do these things on camera and be themselves on camera. And then there's also little pockets of, like, funny. Like yeah. the fudge college and the boob drinking. And <laughs> the, the, the boob greeting. The boob greeting. Yeah. It's just fun. I don't, I don't know. They, I have a really good time with them. And it never, it, it's never... Although they're dealing with these topics, it's like I really enjoy watching them and hearing them talk about it. Yeah. 
And you don't get that on a lot of reality <laughs> shows. Yeah. I mean, do you think... Well... I don't know. I was trying to think if there's another franchise that does it all the time, but there really isn't. I don't know. But then they also bring the drama and they bring the laughter. It's just, I don't know. It's just a great show. Yes. I'm happy to be... I'm happy it's back. Yes! So, next time on... They show, they say all aboard the Jinshaw Express, and it's one of those bikes, and they show like drinks going everywhere, and like they look like they get Whitney's, wild, like yeah. thighs on Jin's face, yeah, on the car, yep. <laughs> um, and then they keep they show that for a little bit, and then um, Meredith is saying like talking with Heather about Lisa, and they're basically saying like. She said, it's hard to talk to someone who stabbed me in the heart. <laughs> and then Heather says something about like stopping a condescending bitch. And they made it seem like she's talking to Meredith. But you were I, saying, yeah. it, you think it's just editing. They're talking about someone else. Right. Or she's saying, she's saying it in general. Yeah, it could, it could really be they're just talking about someone in general. Or they're talking about Lisa. Whatever. And then... They show Whitney at dinner and she's like talking to Lisa and saying that like, I feel bad that I talked about these rumors and they show Lisa crying. Yeah. So, I mean, it's obviously Lisa and Whitney become really good friends this season, but I don't know if this one is going to be immediately like if they're going to fight about it or not. Well, they were on uh, Watch What Happens Live together. So I think they moved past. Exactly. I'm just saying I don't know if it's going to be this episode that they moved past it yet. (laughs) Yeah. And then... It seems like later at the table, it's like just Jen, Heather, and Whitney. And Whitney now is saying more rumors, <laughs> saying that Angie... They were at a jazz game, which is hockey. <coughs> don't ask I think it's me. hockey. Yeah. They, anyway, she said they were at a jazz game, and Angie... We don't know which Angie, but I'm assuming Harrington, said, Oh, that's the guy that Lisa sleeps with to get the jazz tickets. And points at someone. And then... Heather's like, I didn't know that. And then she's like, you did know that. And then she's like, no, I didn't. And then she says, you're lying. And then Heather says, fuck you for calling me a liar. No, fuck you for calling me a fucking liar. Fuck you! Yeah. And storms away. This all seems a little, it looks like a very inebriated, uh, fueled argument. But at the same time, we know they fall out. So I'm guessing this is part of it. It does seem like a... I mean, we'll have to wait to see it. It does seem like a strong reaction with a friend that you know that's saying that. So I, it, it made it feel more like she was trying to cover up the fact that she knew and when he wasn't doing it and she was mad about that. Yeah. It's what it kind of feels like. But we'll have to see. But I mean, they were definitely all drunk, so... Yeah. You can just see it in the eyes. But some people, as we know, are very triggered by being called a liar. True. So tea. I don't particularly like it either. Liar. (laughs) You ever say something like that to me again? I'm coming for you. The only person I care about is me. Do you want to be sued? Yeah, that was the episode. I'm really excited for next week. It seems like it's going to be an explosive one. Yes, 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 yes. Full of mini laughs and drunken escapades. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm Scottsdale. (laughs) More of the Dale of (laughs) Joe's River. I feel like um, I'm excited, uh, but I'm sad that this is probably the beginning of the fallout of bad weather and yeah, 
So I'm not really looking forward. I am. I like. I want to know what happens, but then I'm also. I don't want it to end yet. So yeah, but I am kind of standing Lisa X Whitney. So yeah, and like I said, I think Lisa is even is like last season is is winning. So I hope she stays in that vein. Yeah. Okay. Well, that has been our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I I don't think we said it last week, but we really appreciate you guys having listenership. Um, as soon as we come back, I know we took a little bit off, but we are back in full swing. We'll be back next, hopefully Wednesday, maybe Thursday, depending on when Amazon decides to release the episode. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And if you enjoy it, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your Real Houses of Salt Lake City friends. We definitely want to reach as many people as we can on this. It's been, it's really fun having you guys, seeing your all's, um, interest in it. If you want to go on Instagram. My Instagram is Tylee, T-Y-L-I-E, talk, T-O-K. You can leave comments on there. I do post some reels about our best parts of each episode, so you can definitely leave comments on there. And yeah, we're just very grateful to have you here. And yeah, thank you so much. This has been Privileged Twinks. Yeah, have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.